Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for Clips and Sports Talk with Lawton Swan. Ready, Just call me Swanny. Tiger style. Finally, Clemson Sports Talk has come back to drive time. Hello, everybody. Lawton Swan back in the saddle once again. It is the show that shakes the Southland. Clemson Sports Talk for you each and every afternoon as you make your way around the great state of South Carolina and beyond. Listen to us on incredible radio stations like Fox Sports Radio 1400, the Midlands, heard around the world on the iHeart Radio app. Download today. Certainly appreciate each and every one of you. Being a part of this program. Again, Dabo Sweeney and the Clemson Tigers kicking off spring practice today. We'll have more on that front. Plus a key loss for the Clemson Tigers. Not even due to an injury, uh, according to Dabo Sweeney. We'll give you an update on who's going to be out and the effects that it might have on your Clemson Tigers heading into this season. And they cannot afford to lose anybody. We'll give you an update on that here momentarily. Of course, your Clemson Tiger men's basketball team tonight defending their home turf. One of their final two home games of the season. One of their final two regular season matchups as they close the year between against Georgia Tech and Virginia Tech. And that matchup again comes up uh, tonight on the ACC Network at 7 o'clock. So, a lot to get to there. Of course, yesterday, if you weren't a part of the program and you missed it, we were joined by Monty Lee, Clemson Tiger men's baseball coach. I guess technically the only baseball coach. Uh, there's a softball coach in town as well. But Monty Lee talked about Clemson and South Carolina. That interview, full length, up right now on our website, ClemsonSportsTalk.com. He called it the matchup between Clemson and South Carolina, one of the greatest rivalries in baseball and that is where we begin today's program with Monty Lee and the Clemson Tigers yesterday moving to 8-0 powering past the USC Upstate Spartans in a matchup that uh, honestly I, I think for everybody if you, if you heard from Coach Lee he said listen we got to be ready for this team uh, they're the type of team that could come out and beat you the Tigers did jump out to a uh, quick lead in the ball game but nonetheless uh, the Spartans bounce back late, and Clemson ultimately uh, comes through as Clemson gets three runs in the bottom of the eighth inning after a 5-0 lead turns into a 5-5 tie. Uh, the Clemson Tigers find a way to get it done. A uh, French home run to left field, and then Brewer homer to right field. 
uh, after uh, Blackwell had gotten on base, and that gave Clemson the three-run cushion that they needed needed to close things out in the top of the ninth inning. And with that, the Tigers move to their series against the South Carolina Gamecocks. Things get underway at Founders Park on Friday in Columbia on the SEC Network Plus. So again, the Clemson Tigers finding a way up 5 nothing early. Uh, they scored, let's see, in the second inning, Caden Grice. Actually, the Tigers scored four runs in the first inning uh, with Cooper Ingles run scoring single and then Briar Hawkins hit a three-run homer, uh, which is his third of the season. Then it was the second inning when Caden Grice hit a two-out run scoring single to extend Clemson's scoring streak to 10 innings in a row over two games and help build that 5 nothing lead. Again, the Spartans would bounce back later in the contest to tie things up. But then Clemson ultimately pushed across the key three runs necessary in the bottom of the eighth inning with French leading off the inning with a 2-0 pitch, just nailed it over the left field fence uh, for his first home run of the season. Then two batters later, it was Dylan Brewer hitting a 435-foot two-run shot uh, the first of the the season for him as well. And that got the job done for Clemson, who are now 8-0 as they head in to take on the South Carolina Gamecocks. We'll have more on that series uh, coming up for you over the next few days as we move towards the weekend. But first, the comments from Monty Lee uh, after this ball game. And again, we had Monty Lee on this program yesterday. But we hear from Monty Lee. Jonathan French and Briar Hawkins after the Tigers win. What a great win uh, for our club tonight against USC Upstate, who, you know, I've said time and time again, uh, Mike McGuire's one of the best coaches in the country. His teams are just so disciplined. Um, they play the game the right way. They're very hard-nosed. Um, their pitchers command pitches. They put together really good at bats. They're incredibly competitive. They're a very tough team to play. And you can see that tonight. It's very difficult to come in on the road and, and be down five to nothing and scratch and, and claw your way back into the game. Wind up tying the game up uh, there in the eighth. And uh, luckily for us, we had the last at bat and we had our closer available once we took the lead. And, and that was the difference. I thought uh, Billy Barlow, again, as a true freshman, was outstanding uh, in, his, in his start. Um, and I thought Jackson Lindley was huge for us, you know, to be able to pitch out of the seventh inning the way he did. Had a couple runners on base, was able to pitch out of it. And, uh, you know, Eddie uh, scuffled a little bit, but that's good for him. I mean, he, he, he needs to go through that. He needs to be able to work his way out of situations with runners on base. And, you know, he just didn't make some pitches and you give their leadoff guy credit. You know, he's an older player, um, you know, two strikes. He, you know, smoked the ball to the opposite field. And, but, uh, you know, the great thing about our club is just how resilient we are. Uh, you know, Frenchie came up obviously in the bottom of the eighth and got a good, gotten a good count to hit and, and uh, drilled it, absolutely drilled it in a, in a critical moment. And then uh, Brewer followed up with, uh, you know, with the home run there, and, and, and we put together our second big inning of the game. And that, that's it's very difficult to win a baseball game when a team has two big innings in one game. Uh, we hit the big three-run homer in the first with, with Breyer. Uh, and then, uh, you know, again, their, their bullpen did a really good job. 
And uh, but credit to our guys, we found a way to, to stay upbeat uh, even when they came back on us, and uh, and uh, we got the last at bat, and we certainly made that was, it count. That was kind of epic right there. <laughs> uh, definitely the home run. I mean, it was just you know amazing, just great feeling connecting with the ball. You know, sticking to my approach. It was just a great experience, honestly. I think it was a two out, two zero count that you hit. That's a hitter's count, obviously. But were you just looking for that pitch? Oh uh, well, we got to two zero, and Coach Lee gave me the, you know, stay on your pitch, and you know, it'd be fastball right in the middle. And I told myself if I get it, I'm not going to be late on it. I'm going to be on time, and I'm going to put a good swing on it. And that's you know, just what happened. Prior to speak to how well you're staying on the ball, that that home run was was an oppo. Right there, it, it kind of sh- shaking off that that first game, and now how, did, how does anybody in, in the country? Sir, um, yeah. Before going to that game, we knew that pitcher was going to work us right-handed hitters uh, up and away. So um, this uh, during batting practice today, I really focused on staying on the ball and hitting the ball up the middle of the right field. And luckily, I, I got one that was up in the zone. And I was able to hit it out. So there you have it. Some of the comments following Clemson's eight to five victory over USC Upstate. Eight oh three four five oh zero zero eighty six. Again, we'll hope to get you some commentary from Dabo Sweeney uh, coming up as well. Again, Clemson, however, baseball this weekend taking on the South Carolina Gamecocks. A three game series set to begin on Friday, right here in Columbia, in the Midlands of South Carolina. That matchup will take place over at Carolina Field, Carolina Stadium, I guess, technically, uh, on the SEC Network Plus at 7 o'clock on Friday. Saturday's matchup at 4 p.m. will not be televised. It will be played over at Segra Park. And then on Sunday, Clemson and South Carolina playing in Tigertown at 3 o'clock on the ACC network. That's what we're looking at as it pertains to the rivalry here in the state of South Carolina. One of the best in all of college baseball. I've argued at times, maybe the best. Both teams, though, again, Clemson obviously out to a solid start at 8-0, but both teams still you know, not quite where they once were in the landscape of college baseball. And I think as far as the fans go, they certainly hope to get back there at some point. Obviously, the players and coaches do as well. But uh, even though you might not be at the top, it still doesn't lose that luster when it comes down to uh, the, the matchup between these two teams. One of the best in the country, no doubt. 803-450-0086. Text line and phone line. Be a part of the program anytime, anyplace, anywhere. And always appreciate you guys hanging out with us. And again, if you missed our interview with Monty Lee, it is on the front page of our website right now. Go check it out. All right, so here's what we're dealing with on the front of Clemson football. The Tigers are getting into spring practice. And it was just a few short weeks ago that we got the news that Hunter Rayburn would be stepping away from playing the game. 
that he was going to be a uh, a a assistant coach, so to speak, a student assistant, you know, helping out with the team. And while that's not overly awful because of the issues that he's dealing with, uh, the stingers that he's had, uh, players have to take care of themselves. Nobody has ever denied that fact, and nobody has ever believed uh, otherwise on that front. And I think we have reached a point, maybe, in sports and college football, and I said this the other week when we were talking about this, I think that there is a recognition of players now, more so than in the 50s and 60s, and even before that, of the life after football and what you eventually will go through if you don't take care of yourself now. And players are much more willing to step away from the game. And losing Hunter Rayburn, who had a chance to be the starting center for Clemson this year, absolutely set this group back. But I think the hope from a lot of people was that Mason Trotter would be able to fill in and and play that role for Clemson. And instead, we get the news today from Dabo Sweeney that Mason Trotter will probably be out most of the season with a non-injury situation. He said there was nothing he was mad at or a legal issue. Trotter has two seasons of eligibility left after this year. According to Dabo Sweeney, what's going to happen, Will Putnam will move over to first-team center to start spring practice. Trent Howard and Ryan Linthicum will also battle for playing time with Putnam. Ryan Linthicum, of course, from Damascus, Maryland, the former high school teammate of Brian Brzee, was brought in, uh, I think, strategically to be a center for this team. And it's just going to come down to whether or not uh, he can develop fast enough to help this help this group out. And so here we sit heading into the spring, and I know there are questions at quarterback, but incredibly, the center has become a focal point when it as it pertains to Clemson's success this coming season. And, I, I, you know, we knew when Hunter Rayburn went down that this group was thin. There was some speculation around Trotter and his situation. Uh, but again, nothing definitive on that front. And now with the news being official out of Tigertown, uh, there is definitely, definitely, uh, a, I don't want to call it a, a, a situation per se, but there is a reason to be, hmm, dare we say, on alert uh, about what Clemson's center position might look like coming into uh, this fall. It is a long way off. I want to say that first and foremost. It is a long way off. And 
a guy like a guy like Will Putnam could certainly, you know, fill the shoes and do the job. Uh, you could also see a guy like Ryan Linthicum maturing into his role. There are plenty of other players on this team that have the potential to step up and fill some of the vacancies that are created by the numbers moving around. But what happens here and moving forward over the next couple of weeks during spring practice could really set the tone for the position as we finally arrive on August camp. I mean, that's how quickly a spot that I, I listen, I wouldn't say there weren't concerns previously about the center position at Clemson. I, I think given the fact that the offensive line this past year was not great, there were always some there was always some level of concern to what this offensive line group might look like this year. But now, with the news over the past couple of weeks, Rayburn and now Trotter, all of a sudden, uh, you know, if this was a if if this was a thin line in your mind previously, it is a paper thin margin of error, you would believe for Clemson. And when you think about the frequency of injuries with offensive linemen from just guys getting rolled up on or or whatever. It's already a spot where depth can become an issue, and it appears to be an issue for Clemson. And whether or not, and I've got to, I'll have to pull all of Dabo Sweeney's audio, and then we'll, like I said, we'll try to get some of it for you. Is meeting with the media just a little bit ago, but perhaps Dabo Sweeney decides to dive into the portal. Could Clemson? go gazing into the portal for a center? And are there names available at center in the portal that would be worth diving into? I mean, I listen, you know my thoughts on the portal. Eventually, it has to be a two-way, two-way street. It cannot be essentially exit only. And I know that Hunter Johnson came in, but again, he's a grad transfer. He could have done that anyway. But could there be a point where the Tigers over the next five months or less dive into the portal to pull out a player that they believe can make them better at center heading into the 2022 season? And I honestly think a lot of it, a lot of it will shake out with the decisions based off of how some of these guys play during spring. I think what we've learned through the years is there is still plenty of time to go out and get somebody. Players even jump into the portal after spring ball. And if there's not a name there today that fits Clemson or their needs, I don't expect the Tigers to just blindly go in and accept somebody but I do think we are getting to the point where Dabo Sweeney is gonna have to seriously evaluate 
especially if things don't go well in the spring, that transfer portal for a center. And that's not the end of the world if that is the case. That's the name of the game in 2022. And if indeed it turns out that the Tigers do need a center at that point, then I fully expect the Tigers would be willing to take a center at that point. 803-450-0086 with a quick break here on a Wednesday afternoon. Stay with us. It is the show that shakes the Southland Clemson Sports Talk Lawton Swan with you on a Wednesday afternoon. We got an update for you out of the Atlantic Coast Conference Women's Tournament. And also tonight, let's not forget your Clemson Tiger men take on the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets at Little John Coliseum looking for their third consecutive win, all three without the services of P.J. Hall, who has been the Tigers' most consistent and best player this year. What a unique situation appears to be unfolding at this point for Clemson. And I I would say to you this, imagine, if you will, a scenario where Clemson wins the next couple of games. I, I'm not sure P.J. Hall is playing or not. I don't know if he'll play this game or against Virginia Tech. But imagine for a second, if you will, that P.J. Hall does not play, but yet Clemson wins the next two ball games. Four-game streak minus P.J. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's spring like in Park City, Utah? Imagine waking up on a bluebird day to ski the greatest snow on earth at two world-class resorts, Park City Mountain and Deer Valley. Exploring miles of wide open spaces by snowshoe or cross-country skis. Wandering our historic Main Street with its Opry ski scene and award-winning restaurants. When you love it like we love it, Park City, Utah will always be winter's favorite town. Join the experience at visitparkcity.com. What if he comes back and this Clemson Tiger team is playing a lot better basketball. I have been critical. I have not been, hey, fire the coach critical, but I have been critical. And I think to myself, what could this team look like in a week or so if they get another couple of games to play well, if you get P.J. Hall back in the mix, does that clog things down? We talked with William Quackenbush about that. I speculated maybe that could happen, that you could sort of return to what you were doing. And again, it wasn't bad basketball with P.J. Hall. But you just have to wonder if there's a little more flow, for lack of a better word, without him, especially flow from the perimeter, maybe even a willingness from the perimeter to shoot the basketball a little bit more. And I don't know that's necessarily a good thing, but what if the tempo and everything that you've kind of picked up on without P.J. Hall carries over to when he comes back and you're playing better? 
I mean, I like some people might say, Swanee, uh, you are a glass half full guy. And maybe I am. Maybe I am an optimist. But it doesn't seem like this stretch is a bad thing for this Clemson basketball team, especially if they were to continue to go out uh, and win ball games. And again, we'll talk about this Clemson Georgia Tech matchup more uh, in just a little bit. 8034500086. But at the women's Atlantic Coast Conference tournament, the Clemson Tigers advance with an 88 69 victory over Syracuse. The win moves the Clemson Tigers to 10 and 20 on the year, and the loss ended the Syracuse Oranges season uh, at 11 and 18. Delisha Washington scored or finished her fifth double-double of the season with 33 points and 11 rebounds in the contest to help carry the Clemson Tigers. The Tigers opened up a 12-point lead in the third quarter, beginning by jumping on the orange out of the frame, scoring, outscoring them 10-4 to to take that 12-point lead. Uh, ultimately, Clemson would come through with a victory Speaking of which, the Tigers, and I actually remembered this uh, as they were going into this ball game, had gotten slaughtered by the Syracuse Orange earlier this season by 40 back in December. And so with today's victory, a 19-point win, that is a 59-point turnaround. Clemson will take on the fifth seed, Virginia Tech, Tomorrow, the Hokies at 11 a.m. in the first game of the ACC's second round. So the Tigers advance at the women's tournament. Amanda Butler, it was not a good season. She does have a McDonald's All-American coming in next season. And perhaps, perhaps with a little momentum here in the late stages with Delisha Washington and uh, you know the future of what this program may look like this time next year could be maybe the complexion is completely different but again there is no question uh, that was a big victory for the lady tigers on the hardwood there in greensboro getting the job done with a 19 point victory and a 59 point turnaround from where they were the last time they faced off with the Syracuse Orange. Uh, after the game, Amanda Butler said she was really proud of the team's fight, their ability to col uh, collect themselves and come into the postseason really ready to play. She said in a lot of moments in this game, brought out Clemson's best, which is what she's always chasing. As for Delisha Washington, she said she did a fantastic job of leading us and filling that stat sheet like we put pressure on her to do. She also mentioned the play of Amari Robinson, who had who played a tough ball game. Hannah Hanks, who had her best game of the season offensively. She went on to say she was just really proud of her upperclassmen as they set the tone for this team. 803-450-0086. Congratulations to Amanda Butler and the Lady Tigers. What a huge win. That was uh, at the Atlantic Coast Conference Tournament. Not so much by, you know, by virtue of who you beat. Maybe not even 
so much so about how you beat them, but the fact that you beat them, given that they had hammered Clemson by 40 points earlier this year. Again, that matchup between Clemson and Virginia Tech will take place tomorrow up in Greensboro at 11 a.m. 803-450-0086-803-450-0086 text line phone line be a part of the show again we talked about Dabo Sweeney a little bit earlier the news Mason Trotter expected to miss most of the season undisclosed reason uh, we will continue to follow and monitor that story and that pushes us towards the development of what will Clemson's offensive line look like especially at center coming out of the spring heading into the spring will Putnam's going to slide over from guard we'll see uh, what happens with that over the next few weeks as the Tigers practice and prepare uh, for the spring game coming up next month with a quick break we'll bounce back with more here and we'll update you on the Clemson Tiger men's basketball team when we get back on the show that shakes the Southland Clemson Sports Talk Rolling along on a Wednesday afternoon, the show that shakes the Southland, Clemson Sports Talk. Again, congratulations to Amanda Butler and the Lady Tiger basketball team, their victory uh, at the ACC tournament over Syracuse. A huge win for that program just for a you know a final opportunity to go out and, and, and play another game because the season's over uh, if, you, if you don't you know, continue to win. It, it's a done deal. You're 10 and 20 on the year. But Washington with a big game, 33 points. Clemson wins it 88-69 to advance to take on the fifth seed Virginia Tech Hokies tomorrow at 11 o'clock in uh, the second round of the ACC tournament. So huge win for the Lady Tigers uh, just to keep the season alive, right? Like at this point, doesn't it feel like if you're the Lady Tigers, doesn't it? Feel like the NCAA tournament in some respects? I mean, I know it's not, but it's win or go home. It's win or go home. There's no reason not to pour it all out. We'll see how they perform tomorrow uh, against the Virginia Tech Hokies. 803-450-0086. Well, the Virginia Tech Hokies will take on the men's basketball team uh, a little later this weekend, but the men's team tonight, We'll take on the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Don't forget, uh, this is an opportunity for Clemson to earn a victory after falling on the road to the Yellow Jackets earlier this season uh, by five points in a frustrating defeat. Another one of those games. I know it wasn't one of those. I know uh, it wasn't one of those you know, one or two point losses. But it was one of those games that I think most people, most Tiger fans, felt like uh, Clemson should have won that game. Let me just say that the right way. I think a lot of people felt like Clemson is better than this Georgia Tech team. And unfortunately for the Tigers, uh, they didn't play that way uh, in the first half, scoring just 20 points and having to try to fight their way back. Now, they outscored the Yellow Jackets in the second half, 44-36 to in that game, but it just was not enough uh, to overcome the deficit that they dug 
very early on in that game. In that contest, Clemson was 10 of 11 from the free throw line. That really wasn't the issue, but 6 of 24 from downtown. And the only player that hit a three-pointer in that game, Alamir Dawes. Everybody else was O for the afternoon. The Tigers have to be better from the perimeter. They have to be better from the field in this ball game. I think that when you, you know, just go back and uh, review what's kind of plagued this group at times, uh, it can be falling in love with the three. And I think they've got to be a little bit more efficient from that standpoint. Uh, I don't have a problem with guys shooting it, but I do frown upon. 0 for 4 performances, uh, you know, a couple of 0 for 3s. Not, not great in anybody's book. But I do think tonight the Tigers have a great chance uh, in this ball game to rebound or bounce back or whatever you want to call it, simply because when they faced off with the Yellow Jackets earlier this year, I, I truly believe that Clemson was the better team. I think winning on the road is always tough. But that's an environment there in Atlanta that I think Clemson should play better in than they have traditionally. 26 and 46 on the road in Atlanta all time. I think Clemson's got to be better on the road in Atlanta. I mean, because you flip-flop it in at home, Clemson's 47 and 17, 30 games up on the Yellow Jackets. So you know, it, it, it's weird that you could be 30 games to the good and then 20 games to the bad. They got to be better on the road, but it's not on the road tonight. It's in Little John Coliseum, and I do like the Tigers' chances tonight, whether or not P.J. Hall plays. Uh, I still think Clips has got a great chance to win this ballgame. There's a lot of confidence right now with Alamir Dawes and Chase Hunter. Chase Hunter is a kid who can create his own shot, something Clemson has, uh, I think, missed uh, over the past, man, who knows, few year, three, three years maybe. Um. You know, I guess you'd have to go back to like a Marquise Reed, you know, 2018-ish, somewhere in there before you really felt like you maybe had a guy that could kind of create the way that uh, Chase Hunter can. The good news is Chase Hunter's a, a little bit bigger, stockier. Uh, he's really bought in on the defensive end of the court. I think David Collins has been sort of a glue guy all season for this group. And look, they're 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 not a perfect basketball team by any stretch of the imagination, but I think the the past week and a half or two without PJ Hall is giving them a a chance to grow up a little bit. I think they're probably still frustrated that they lost at Louisville, even though you lose PJ Hunter in the first minute, which is sort of a shock to the system, but should not have been a well you know we can't go out and win this game type shock. But yet they still were defeated by nine. Uh, I think they got a really good chance to possibly run the table in the regular season. And then, as I said earlier in the week, you know the ACC tournament. Once you get there, all bets are off. There's really only one elite team in this league. You are not hearing me say though, Clips is going to win the Atlantic Coast Conference tournament. But could they go there and win a game or two? Yeah, I think that's absolutely possible. And then, could you finish the season? You know, heading into the final game on like a six-game winning streak? Maybe so. And that would feel good given the fact that you just had a big six-game losing skid, which 
you know, you're going to look back on the loss at Florida State, the losses against Duke in North Carolina. I mean, those close ball games, Boston College, that that where you stumped your toe. And again, I think you're going to look back on 69-64, loss at Georgia Tech, back on February 5th as a game that you should have won. And that was the one that started that six-game losing streak. And I think that's a game, and I think this is a team uh, that Clemson is better than in the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. And I think at home tonight, you'll see that. I think you'll see that Clemson's the better team. That matchup again on the ACC Network, 701, the tip-off from Little John Coliseum up in Tigertown. 803-450-0086. Let us know what you think. Can Clemson finish the season on a four-game winning streak? I honestly think they can. Final segment of hour number one, the show that shakes the Southland Clemson Sports Talk. Again, the biggest news out of Tigertown today, uh, that in which Dabo Sweeney dropped on the media earlier. We had heard that there might be uh, something going on with Mason Trotter, just not sure what. Still technically uh, not 100% sure what, but Mason Trotter, according to Dabo Sweeney, will probably is probably going to be out for most of the season with a non-injury situation. Said it was nothing dealing with a, a legal issue. Uh, just sort of an undisclosed reason here uh, with Mason Trotter. And again, you, you never want to speculate on these things, so I won't uh, speculate on them. Now, this is in addition to the fact that Hunter Rayburn, uh, who was expected to be Clemson's starting center, uh, is out and will step away from the sport. I, I Now, I did speculate on this. <laughs> I did. You hate to speculate, but I did speculate on this that, you know, I, I, I think that Anytime you've got injuries, the way, you know, the, the situation that, that Hunter Rayburn is dealing with with the stingers in his neck, I mean, is it possible that Hunter Rayburn decides in a year that he wants to come back and play? I would say that's possible. I mean, I think that you can get, I think you can reach the point as an athlete where the hunger to play the game outweighs the concern of looming issues. Now, if a athletic department or, or somebody else won't let you play then yeah that's a different story and I think we saw with Richard Jurgen, who ultimately left the Clemson program and played at Boston College that you know there might be some schools that are a little more lenient or might not be as hesitant uh, to let a guy play or give him a second opinion on the opportunity to go play. And I think that with Rayburn's situation, I think there is a legitimate possibility that Hunter Rayburn could come back at some point. I just don't know if or when that would be, and maybe it's not even at Clemson. And maybe it's never. But with the Mason Trotter deal, just... You know, so many unknowns, to be honest with you. And I know that uh, it is a position where the Tigers have some needs. I know it's a position where I think we were talking with, 
I think it was John Blau a week ago today, as a matter of fact, we were talking about this situation. I think John said, look, I don't know if Clemson will have to go into the portal to fix their center issues. But if at this point it turns out that Will Putnam doesn't develop and or Clemson can't really feel comfortable at guard after you move Putnam, then maybe Thomas Austin looks at Dabo Sweeney. Thomas Austin, of course, the new offensive line coach. Maybe he looks at Dabo Sweeney and says, hey, man, listen, I I know we wanted to try to utilize the players who committed to Clemson, uh, utilize the guys that have been all in since day one, but we've got we've got some issues, and, and we need to go out and try to address it via the portal. And so... If that is the case, then that's just what it is. I think, I think, I'll say this. If you're five games into the season next year and you're struggling at center and Clemson didn't do a thing in the portal to address it over the next few months, I think you have every right to be angry or frustrated or however you are about it. And my reasoning on that is that it's not as if this is some unknown. And if you want to be an optimist and say, I think there's enough hay in the barn to fix the issue, and you go through the spring and you don't address it and you still just kind of hold on to that belief and you don't go out and, and, and get somebody out of the portal, then people, fans, have the right to be incredibly, incredibly critical of the decision-making to not go out and bring in bring in somebody to, to to help fill the spot. Does that make sense? Like, I mean, at that point, your frustration is warranted. I would even argue that it's it's magnified exponentially because we sat here in March, on March 2nd, and we discussed the fact at 4 56, whatever, 4.55 in the p.m. that this was a possibility for your Clemson Tigers, something that they could run into. It's like looking down the it's like looking down the horizon and seeing some nails in the road and saying, I think we'll pass on putting a spare in the trunk. We'll make some more room for some ice. Keep the drinks cold for when we get to our destination. No, you see the nails in the road. And so you can risk it for the biscuit, as they say. But if you falter or fall and ultimately you hit the fifth or sixth game of the season and people are going, well, you know, Clemson's biggest issue is they didn't address the fact that you know they had a, a center concern coming into the year. And then they start rattling off names that were in the portal. You know, they missed out on old Kevin Coleman. Don't forget about their opportunity to uh, 
get, you know, Brent Smith. Yeah, they didn't go in the portal. I mean, that you guys have every right at that point to be frustrated. No doubt about it. And I'll support you. 110%. With a quick break, hour two coming up next. Stay with us. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time for Clemson Sports Talk with Lawton Swan. Just call me Swanny. Is our number two. That's drive time right here on the show. The Shakes of Southland Clemson Sports Talk Lawton Swan with you. Again, Dabo Sweeney and the Clemson Tiger football team on the practice field today as they get prepared for spring practice. Our buddy who typically joins us here on a Wednesday afternoon, John Blau with the Post and Courier, cannot join us because he's actually at practice right now up in Tigertown. Again, coming up tonight. At 7 o'clock on the ACC Network, your Clemson Tigers will take on the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Uh, 803-450-0086. Text line, phone line, be a part of the program anytime, anyplace, anywhere. You know, yesterday we talked about attendance at college football games. And I, I'll i be honest, I was a little surprised I didn't get more feedback from you guys on this. Maybe you thought Swanee are all over it. But I, I do want to ask you a couple of things here again today uh, about all of this. Uh, first, I mean, do you do you buy into my thought process that the second-hand market or, or whatever you want to call it where you've got these, uh, you know, systems like StubHub and SeatGeek that allow people to resell tickets – do you buy into the belief, like I do, that those um, platforms have affected it so that, you know, I, I I think that people can make enough money, and it would be interesting. Like, I sometimes I wish, you know, you could just say, all right, so you don't have to work anymore. Take a year off. Uh, we'll, we'll, front you the, we'll front you the cash, and then... 
Let me see with my own eyes if I could survive doing something like that. Like, I wish, you know, if you could buy tickets, say season tickets to the Charlotte Hornets, because I was trying to figure it out while I was at the game. I was like, okay, how, you know, I knew what I paid for my seat. And I looked around the arena, it was filled with people. And then I was looking on SeatGeek to see, or StubHub, or, or, or whatever, to see what the tickets down low or were costing. And I'm telling you, from the time I started to buy tickets to halfway through the game, they were still at like this super premium price. Like eight, $900, maybe more. And I'm looking down there at people on the whole row filled with seats, and I'm thinking, not all those people could have paid that price. And so what I what I really believe happens, and I could be 100% wrong on how this works. If you've sold tickets, I'll tell you this. If you've ever sold tickets on like a Seat Geek or something like that, I would love to hear from you. You can call, tell me your experience. I know what it's like if you've bought them. But if you've sold them, 803-450-0086. I am intrigued to know at, at, at a couple of things because, like, my tickets came from a guy named Al. Thanks, Al. Um, but I am interested to know. So, if you were a season, let's say you you bought season tickets to Clemson, and hypothetically, let's say it was you and your wife, but you had twelve seats available. And you might give a few away every once in a while to somebody, a coworker, friend, family, whatever. But let's say you had 10 extra tickets, and some donors do. If you could sell them, let's say that you paid, again, simple math here, $50 a piece. But if you could sell them all for 75 without having to stand out there at your tailgate spot and spend half your day trying to haggle 10 tickets and you already you already spent the money anyway it's not like you're gonna not like you're gonna necessarily be able to get it back anyway and so instead you upload them like SeatGeek and you decide you know what I'm gonna do I'm gonna put a premium on them now the chances are if you've got 12 tickets to Clemson and you've got 10 extra because you only use two or if you use four and you got eight extra, whatever it is, there are pretty good odds that you don't have to sell them, right? You don't you don't have to. You're probably well off enough that you're not worried about whether they sell. And so you just mark them up 25% or whatever percent you want. I'm assuming this is how it works. And then if they don't sell, you don't care. But do you know what used to happen? You, there used to be that same guy who had eight tickets in his pocket or ten, and he's walking up to the stadium, and maybe during the day he's you know he's had a couple of them just sitting up at his tailgate spot, and people came and perused them. Maybe they sold, maybe they didn't. And let's say he's got six tickets left. Let's say he's got six tickets in his hand left, and he sold some at his tailgate spot. That same guy that's now maybe got all of his tickets digitally on SeatGeek to sell. That guy in the old days might have handed three tickets 
to a father and two sons. There would have been the thought of giving and what that means to that father to get his son into the game, especially if you don't charge him for it. You know how this conversation goes. You're standing there outside of the stadium, and guy says to you, he says, says man, how many tickets are you looking for? I'm looking for three. You guys ever been to the game? No, sir. This is the kid's first time. They are they are dying to go. Well, here, let me here you go, fellas. Let me take a picture of y'all. Here's the three tickets. Y'all go enjoy the game. And you hand the guy the ticket and you give it to him. And the joy that that man gets is much greater than the 20% he's going to make off of the tickets that he's trying to sell virtually that he may or may not ever sell. Like, I don't think it's a matter of tickets not being sold. That's the issue. I think it's a matter of getting tickets to the consumers who will go to the game. And I and I also believe this, going back to what I said the other day. I don't have any, I can't give you a single reason why upper deck tickets that are either A not picked up by students or B not sold before a certain time. Let's say 10 minutes before kickoff. I can't give you a logical reason in the age of digital ticketing that service members and their families or perhaps teachers and their families or maybe like those people on the front lines of COVID-19, et cetera, and their families, why they shouldn't be able to get their hands on the ticket at a reasonable rate and help fill that stadium up, especially if you just talk about the upper deck. Especially if you talk about the upper deck. I mean, I think that's going to eventually be something we have got to look at if we're going, if you're going to curb this issue. Again, we could get into all the other stuff. But I think the fact that the the incentive, if that's the right word here, the incentive to move your tickets doesn't exist for a portion of the fan base who gobbles up a lot of the tickets. Truly believe that. That that's part of the problem. 803-450-0086. Text line, phone line again. If you have ever sold a ticket on SeatGeek or StubHub, if you've ever taken your Clemson ticket virtually and put it up, do you get... My first question is, do you get to choose... Like, do you get to choose who gets the ticket? Or, excuse me, not who gets it. No kidding. Do you get to choose how much you mark it up? How much the person who gets it pays? And then, secondly, can you adjust it after the game starts to try to get out from underneath some of your ticket? Or, 
have they locked that in? Because I'm telling you, at the half of the, the game in, in Charlotte, the prices had not moved. And I thought to myself, I can't believe that two seats right down there, mid-court, are still up for like 900 bucks. Why wouldn't somebody just say, I'll take it for 100 Heck, man, even if somebody in the building already wanted to upgrade, what would that hurt? I got nothing for you. 803-450-0086, text line, phone line. Again, be a part of the program. Anytime, anyplace, anywhere. Some sad news out of Stanford today. Katie Meyer, the goalkeeper and captain of the Stanford women's soccer team, has died according to the university. She was 22 years old. Her death occurred in an on-campus residence, and the cause of death has not been provided. She was a senior studying international relations and history. She made two key saves in a penalty shootout to help Stanford win the national title. Back in 2019. So just a tragic, heartbreaking story uh, out of Kansas for their goalkeeper. Again, who made two key saves in the penalty shootout to help Stanford win the national title just a few short years ago. Her life sadly over. As undisclosed reasons at this point at just 22 years old in an on-campus residence. One other news note to get to here at the top of hour two. Remember my thoughts the other day on Art Bryles? And again, I thought it was a very difficult situation uh, for Grambling State, Right? I like just the the baggage that comes with bringing a guy like like Art Browse on staff, given the the list of issues that took place under his watch, with little, if any, um, punishment, control, whatever from the head coach. I said I thought it was going to be very difficult for Grambling State to maneuver through this. Like, everybody, as I said then, I'll say it again, everybody deserves a second chance, right? Like, uh, everybody deserves a second chance. But as I said then, and I'll say it now, and I think we're seeing this, you don't deserve a second chance to have the same opportunity that you had previously. Like if you ran a football program that was rogue and had all kind of sexual misconduct issues and all kinds of allegations, some of them I don't even like saying on the air because some of you have kids in the car, so I won't. But if you've got all that Art Browse had around him, sure. Look, made a huge mistake. Does he deserve a, a second chance to you know go out and have a job and work? Yeah, he does deserve that opportunity. Should he be an offensive coordinator at a college football program? No. Should he be on a campus 
No. Should he be at a high school as a coach like he was previously or an assistant? No. Like, you you might deserve a second chance in life after you've made terrible mistakes, horrible, unforgivable mistakes, but you don't deserve to be back where you were, in my opinion, uh, given the situation, the, the, the things that occurred under Art Bryles. You don't. Now, Bryles came out after there was so much backlash against him, uh, saying that uh, he didn't want to be a distraction to the football team. Uh, Bryles was fired by Baylor back in 2016 after a campus-wide sexual assault investigation led to an independent investigation and his subsequent dismissal. Bryles said, unfortunately, I feel that my continued presence will be a distraction to you and your team, which is the last thing I want. I have the utmost respect for the university and your players. So thankful he's not coaching. Should not be on a college campus. Should not have the right to make whatever money he was going to make because of this. If he can make that same money doing something different with his life, you know, I I, I have no idea what some of you guys listening to the show probably drive 16-wheelers. I have no idea what you guys make. But if it's six figures and Art Bryles wants to hop his rear end in a truck and drive from coast to coast making shipments, hey, go get it, Art Bryles. You have every right. But in my opinion, given the the track record that he had at Baylor, being a football coach, a leader of young men on a college campus, <laughs> I don't think so. just doesn't make sense. And I believe in second chances for everybody. But I don't think that second chance should be, especially given what happened with our Bryles on a college campus, coaching college football. There are jobs that he can do. Go do them. But you shouldn't have the opportunity to coach again. You just shouldn't. 803-450-0086, text line and a phone line. Be a part of the show anytime, anyplace, anywhere. We always appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Not going to lie, when I saw that news, man, I was excited. Final note here. Got a couple of more minutes. I'll stick with the state of Texas. Demond Demas, one of the top players for the Texas Aggies wide receiver was arrested on an assault slash family violence charge after allegedly injuring his girlfriend Saturday, according to an affidavit from the Brazos County Sheriff's Department. According to the affidavit, Damas allegedly initiated a verbal argument with his girlfriend before it escalated into a physical altercation with him pushing her head into a wall. She told officers she then bit him on the shoulder, at which point he grabbed her and threw her off the bed onto the floor, which caused her front teeth to go through her bottom lip. Brazos County Sheriffs arrested Damos, Damas excuse me, uh, and released him on a $5,000 bond on Wednesday. A Texas A&M spokesman told ESPN Damas, who was the 47th best recruit, in the class of 2020, 
has been suspended by the university and is not currently with the football program while the athletics department follows their protocol. So we'll see what happens uh, to one of the Aggies' best weapons on the the offensive uh, side of the ball as they hit spring practice out in College Station. 803-450-0086. Text line and phone line. Again, be a part of the show anytime, anyplace, anywhere. I always appreciate each and every one of you being a part of the program. Damas was a former five-star recruit and the second highest-rated prospect for the Aggies back in the 2020 class. And uh, we shall see what happens uh, to him moving forward. Keep your eyes out towards College Station. All right, tonight the Clemson Tiger men's basketball team will take on the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets at Little John Coliseum. That is a 7 o'clock start, 7.01 technically the tip-off on the ACC Network. The Tigers are 14-15, and 6-12 and 12 in the league. The Yellow Jackets are 11-18, and 4-14 and 14, uh, in the ACC. I think Clemson's got a great chance tonight, no doubt about it. Stay with us. It is the show that shakes the Southland Clemson Sports Talk on a Wednesday afternoon. It feels like a Thursday. I hate that. I would. I need to Google like what is that phenomenon called where all day one day you think it's the next day, because I I promise you this. And and let me know if you agree. Every time that happens, it's the longest week in the history of mankind. Like that never leads me to a shorter week. It always feels like a longer week when that happens. But all day today on the show, I've wanted to say Thursday. I may have said Thursday. It is a Wednesday. Here on the show that shakes the Southland. So Clemson's football team starting practice today, spring practice. John Blau couldn't be with us, but we retweeted we retweeted an image that he put out uh, just a little bit ago on Adam Adam Randall, Clemson wide receiver, the freshman. Dabo Sweeney said earlier today that Adam Randall would make it look like Justin Ross grew into his number eight jersey. And uh, let me just tell you. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause, and MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. 
That's joinmidi.com. Adam Randall is a big dude. And I know that there's some depth perception things that you're probably dealing with in this photo with trying to compare his frame to Bo Collins, who's off in the distance just a little bit. Um, We retweeted it. You need to go check it out. Monster. I mean, he is a big kid. Adam Randall, the wide receiver out of Myrtle Beach. A freshman, true freshman, that, whew, looks ready to play. I know that much. The kid looks ready to go. 803-450-0086. That'll make you feel good, especially when you know you You've obviously lost Justin Ross to the NFL. You've got Will Taylor, who's out, of course, playing baseball, but out. And Frank Ladson leaves the team. I mean, when we talk about the wide receivers a lot, I'm, listen, I'm not saying I'm just glossing over the freshmen, but I, I do tend uh, for, whether it's habit, or whatever, I, I tend to kind of pass over those guys. And I don't know that you can, at this point, pass over Adam Randall. If that kid could run routes, look out. Look out. 803-450-0086. And I mentioned Dabo Sweeney in the transfer portal, the situation with Mason Trotter being out. Looking a little further there, had a chance uh, during the previous break. Uh, I mentioned to you that you have the right. If Clemson didn't go into the portal and find somebody, you can you can be frustrated by it. But Clemson is actively in the portal looking uh, for a fit. Now, if they don't bring somebody in, you know, where you fall on that line, I'm not sure. You know what I mean? Like I gave you permission earlier. If they didn't go out and get somebody, I gave you. I said, hey. You have my permission to be critical. As if as if you guys needed it. Some of you are like, Swanee, didn't need your permission. That's all right. You wanted it. You wanted my permission. So I'm giving it to you. But with all of that on the table, if Sweeney looks in the portal and can't find anybody, it's that that would be different, right? <laughs> I guess you don't know. Technically, if they do look in the portal, I mean, if not, Danny Pierman's got one of the lightest lifting jobs in America. But uh, you would assume that if Sweeney says, hey, we looked in the portal, we didn't see a guy we wanted, that they looked in a portal and didn't see a guy they wanted. Right now, it looks like the situation at Clemson will be Will Putnam at center, Mitchell Mays at right guard, Walker Parks at right tackle, Marcus Tate at left guard, Jordan McFadden, at left tackle. So that's where it appears we are sitting at this point with Clemson's offensive line as we head towards the spring. 803-450-0086. Text line and phone line. Be a part of the show uh, anytime, anyplace, anywhere. And you know how much we do appreciate you hanging out with us. 
You know, one of the things I have not encouraged you to do as of late, but I will encourage you to do it today, is tell a friend or neighbor about our show. Uh, Through the years, I have seen many Tiger faithful, not just in the Midlands, but around the state that don't know of our program. And again, it is available on the iHeartRadio app globally. It is available via podcast globally. Uh, And we broadcast live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. And I cannot wait to get the show back up and going with you so that we can be more interactive with our listeners online during the show. Honest to goodness, that's one of the one of my favorite things to do with it is to engage with you live during the program. And unfortunately, because of the 10-second delay and the changeover in the studio and the things we're doing here, I have not been able to do that. But nonetheless, as we roll along here, Uh, Towards the college football campaign, I believe we are getting closer every day. And I'll tell you this, (laughs) for three months, I hated the setup of the room. I am liking the setup of the room. I think the next step is figuring out the double delay. And if that sounds like a foreign language to you, that's okay, trust me. It'll be a little bit of a foreign language to me, too, once we get rolling. 803-450-0086. Hey, the Clemson Tiger men's soccer team. Of course, we told you uh, this past week they defeated the Greenville Triumph to nothing over the weekend at Historic Riggs Field. They are in the midst of their... Um, oh, man, what's, what, uh, what's the word called? Whatever the schedule's called. It's not a not a real um it's not a real schedule. The games don't count. Um not a simulation. Exhibition. Their exhibition schedule. Well, they made their way to Columbia yesterday for a big event. I'll tell you about it next. Clemson Sports Talk on a Wednesday. So the Clemson Tigers soccer team yesterday was honored at the State House as The national champions got a new sign, I guess, a road sign. You know, like the football team's got the one with the three national titles on it. Well, guess what? Now there's one for soccer as the Clemson Tigers soccer team will be honored uh, around the state with the Awesome signage recognizing the 1984, 1987, and the 2021 national champions. Uh, Governor Henry McMaster hosted the team. Our buddy Isaiah Reed, who I I watched play when he was a kid, uh, who scored two goals in the national championship. Coach Mike Noonan uh, in tow. Uh, up at the state house to recognize the accomplishment the accomplishments uh of these individuals and uh the job that they did this past season what a special year and you know a proud program and i think that's one of the i think that's one of the things by the way also the 
South Carolina, or excuse me, the Clemson flag was flying over the South Carolina uh, State House uh, as well. But, you know, I think that's one of the things when you talk about Clemson baseball. I think that's one of the things that I don't want to say bothers people, but is so frustrating for people because you look at soccer and you think about how well thought of and how respected. Uh, it is, and how supported it is. And that's really what people want from baseball. You know, that I think they feel like, I think they feel like they are quite possibly one of those programs that is missing a national title that should have one. And for baseball, which I feel like in my life has gotten much more emphasis on it than soccer ever did, to watch soccer win their third, right? Like like football winning three, you go, oh, yeah, but football's the big emphasis at Clemson. The second biggest emphasis is baseball. Truth. And... Soccer went and got another one. And soccer's been close, closer than baseball has ever been, really. And yet, here you sit, and it's a great start to the season. But baseball's off of a sub-500 year. And fans around that sport would be, like, like if Clemson, okay, so... Like, we had the interview with Monty Lee yesterday. It's up on our website right now. Go enjoy it. But I want to tell you something about Clemson baseball fans and where their heads are right now with this program. Now, I have no idea if Clemson will sweep Carolina this weekend and open the season 11-0 or if they will be swept and open the season 8-3. But I can tell you this. If the Tigers get swept by South Carolina in this three-game series, you can, it, it, it's like, what's the game? I don't think it's Monopoly. I haven't played Monopoly in a while. But you know, Okay, here it is. I, I know exactly what it is. It's not Monopoly, because Monopoly, don't pass go, don't collect $200, right? You never hit, like, bankruptcy. Uh, you can't, like, drop, land on bankruptcy. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you're a woman over 40, dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. 
But where you can do that is on pressure luck. The old 1980s, and I know they brought it back, but the 80s was where it's at. By the way, there is a fantastic documentary on pressure luck. Uh, if you did not know this, there was a gentleman in the 80s who put a a cut out a cardboard box so that his TV fit in the middle of this cardboard. And he could tell there was a pattern to the game. Uh, what was this guy's name? The, the, the show, by the way, is called Big Bucks. The Pressure Luck Scandal. It was a movie. And I, I think that there was four episodes. Michael Larson was this guy's name. I mean, he was a strange bird. He died back in 1999. But Larson noticed, probably like you did watching Pressure Luck when you were a kid, that there appeared to be some sort of pattern, but not quite sure what it was. And the computers back then, and the chipsets that they had designed, could only do so many patterns, and Larson figured it out. You want to go watch that documentary. I think you can probably find it for free on YouTube. Big bucks, the pressure look scandal. But this baseball team's season and start is a lot like pressure luck, right? 2,500 plus a spin, 5,000 plus a spin. You can feel great about where you are. And then all of a sudden. Big bucks, please. No whammy, stay away, please. This is for my sweetie. Stop. Stop. Yep, the dreaded whammy. Could it be a situation where Clemson fans feel that way about this baseball program? And that's the pro like that is the problem. The one problem Monty Lee is dealing with right now this season. It, it's pro it, it's less about the team, and I think it's more about you, the fans, and where you are with this team. Are you sticking with them? After 11 games, if they get swept by South Carolina, or are you looking for the, the, you know, where's the parachute? I thought you said this plane had parachutes. <laughs> so uh, it's kind of what it feels like. Like the baseball program has been inundated with support. You hear from Monty Lee how good things have been at Doug Kingsmore Stadium. I expect it'll be packed on Sunday, whether Clemson's up 2 0 in the series or down 0 2. But where does that support lie and how does that does that support stay with this program if they hit a troublesome patch this season? That, I think, is the biggest question. Final segment coming up right after this. What have you done for me lately? It's a fair question. Just don't lose sight of the bigger picture. Don't forget history. Lucky for us at Clemson, the answer to the questions, what have you done for me lately, and what have you done always, are the same. We win.
Final segment on a Wednesday. <laughs> Feels like a Thursday. Edition of the program, 803-450-0086. I was hopeful uh, that we could get you some audio out of Tiger Town before we got you out of here, but it doesn't look like, sadly, that's going to be the case uh, as we close in on the finish line here on the show that shakes the Southland on a Wednesday afternoon. Now, the biggest news again, Clemson Tiger Center. Mason Trotter is going to be out for most of the season, according to Dabo Sweeney, with an issue that is not uh, an injury or a legal situation. I'll miss probably going to be out most of the season. Um, what that means is Clemson is going to obviously look to the transfer portal and we'll see if they can get somebody to come in there. Uh, one of the other storylines as well uh, is with the play of Trenton Simpson. You know how much I love Trenton Simpson. Simpson, who was the starter last year in that nickel hybrid spot, will move to the weak side linebacker. Sweeney said that's the move for him and his future. Barrett Carter will most likely move into Simpson's spot, as you would expect, as he's also a freakishly talented guy and what that does for Clemson in my estimation is it is going to put two incredibly dynamic linebackers on the field to support whoever ends up being the starter in the middle most likely Vontae Bentley and that look this is going to be a dynamic linebacking group uh, I think, given the fact that you're going to be putting two of the more versatile defensive players on the field at the same time. I mean, this is essentially what you would, you know, the, the, the debate that you have when you have like a great basketball player at a certain position, whatever position that is. Let's say when uh, the... Wasn't it the Houston Rockets at one point had Hakeem Olajuwon and Ralph Sampson? And it's like, how do you get both of these guys on the floor? They're both seven-footers who are talented. So how do you get them both on the floor? Maybe it's, I think there was a point where Georgetown had Patrick Ewing and Dikembe Mutombo. How do you get both of these guys on the court at the same time? Or no, it was Dikembe and Alonzo. Excuse me, Dikembe Mutombo and Alonzo Mourning. It's how you get both of these guys on the court at the same time. So what do you do in Clemson's scenario at linebacker? Well, you take a guy like Trent Simpson and you put him in a spot that maybe is not his most natural position, but by allowing Barrett Carter to play a more natural position for him, you get more talent on the, the field, more speed on the field. And this game is all about speed. And I'm going to tell you what, that, my friends, is a big deal, a huge deal. Final couple of things, Will Shipley and Kobe Pace will be out for the spring. Shipley uh, has been in a walking boot, as I understand it. Dabo Sweeney does expect him to be fully healthy once the season gets here. He says, there's nobody more disappointed than Will Shipley that he couldn't do mat drills. That guy loves every ounce of everything. 
but he's in a good spot with his rehab. Kobe Pace has a toe deal he's working with, turf toe or whatever whatever you call it. Um, Sweeney said he had surgery on that, and he's rehabbing. So a couple of bumps in the road for Clemson with their top two running backs on the shelf during spring. But that'll allow Phil Moffa some opportunities to get plenty of work, you would believe. And, you know, again, that's what spring ball is for, growing. You know, this is this is not, hey, you got to be ready to play tomorrow. This is a chance and an opportunity for growth. And so that is the current situation uh, for your Clemson Tigers. 803-450-0086, just a quick look. Uh, at what's going on in Tigertown. We'll hope to get you some audio from Clemson tomorrow. Also, one other thing. I saw Deshaun Watson's name trending uh, just a little bit ago, and there is some speculation again surrounding the former Clemson quarterback who is still currently with the Texans. Lovey Smith said time will take care of the Texans-Watson issue. There's also some conversations still about the Miami Dolphins and their potential pursuit uh, of the former Tiger star. So we'll see how the legal issues work out with Deshaun Watson. Again, I was talking with somebody about this the other day, and I said, you know, why hasn't Watson just cleared this stuff up? Why hasn't he just paid, you know, paid whatever needs to be paid to, to make this go away? And and somebody made a great point to me. They said, look, man, if he didn't do it, if he's innocent, he's not the kind of guy that's gonna want to pay these, you know, pay pay this off to make it go away if he's truly innocent. And I thought, you know what? That's a that's a fantastic point. And again, innocent until you're proven guilty. I have no idea if Watson did the things that are alleged, but I thought the point that you know what, if you're innocent, why would you admit to something you didn't do? I was like, huh, well. Valid point, I guess. We got to get out of here. We'll continue the conversations tomorrow. Till then, as always, y'all take care now. And go Tigers! With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.